0: Good morning. Now, can you hear me? Why are you guys here? It's a beautiful Saturday. Weather is lovely. All kinds of things to do in New York. Thousands of choices. Friends probably are out and about... And you guys are here. (laughs) Why? It's certainly not for entertainment. I believe it's because there's something really deep and true coming from a place that is beyond your thinking mind, that wants itself to know deeply the truth about its own existence, that wants to be intimate with life, that wants to be authentic and free of the world that is compelling. But unfulfilling, ultimately. That's why I think you're here. Listen to the sound of the phone. That itself in that moment is your true nature. Nothing more is needed just appreciating and being open to whatever is arising right now. It is there that we find intimacy. It's there that we find that we actually are not separate from anything. Everyone is included. Everything is the truth. There is no time, nothing that happens, that is any truer than anything else. There is no experience that you're going to have, there is no breakthrough that you'll have, there is no insight that you have that is any truer than the sound of the phone. We don't want to hear that. That is not the good news. No. I'm, 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 I'm striving. I will be better. I'm sure that in the future at some point I will break through and I will understand. I will be able to embody the teaching in it, all of its splendor. <laughs> Why not, you know? I mean, what we see around us is so difficult to be open to and accept. Ourselves, the culture that we have. Surely, there must be something else. So I don't know if I'm telling you the good news or the bad news. There is only just this. (laughs) We're told all the time in uh, Zen, it's a very famous phrase. Just this is it. Oh goody, we have a baby in our midst. You know, we could just put the baby right in front, (laughs) and that will be the complete teaching. Right there. There is only just this is it. There is nothing hidden. And the only thing that stops us from being willing to embrace that reality is that the mind. The mind that's trying to help us, the mind that's trying to protect us, the mind that's trying to keep itself going, the conceptual mind is uh, the nature of that mind. Can I say this? Of itself, its mechanism produces grasping and resistance to the moment that actually is happening. That grasping and resistance creates the suffering that we feel that makes us imagine that there is something better. That's what keeps it going. The imagination that we can have something later, the struggle to be better, the resistance to the moment The drama that we create around what is happening prevents us from being open to our true awake Buddha nature. This is brings us sadness for ourselves, and it brings our culture sadness. I was thinking about um, Mr. Trump the other day, and this is not something to resist and to turn away from. This is something to turn toward and to open to. This is not something that is not us. All of the things that he represents we have in some degree or other. He's just magnifying them. And he's a perfect, I think, reflection of the Culture, our culture that we create. We created him. He is what we are. If we turn away from it, it's like ourselves turning away from something in ourselves that we don't want to look at. That's not our practice. It's not our way. He has created for himself the biggest. Brightest mirror, you know, that probably that you know anybody can create for himself and for us. I call him Mr. Trump out of respect. in the same way that we have to respect all the parts of ourselves that we want to deny. In the truth of the way things are, nothing is excluded. Nothing is excluded. Nothing is excluded from our own mind and body. Nothing is excluded from our world. And ultimately, nothing is excluded from the wholeness that we all live. We all are one dynamic, interconnected, dependent life. And the more we study how we feel separate and the mechanisms that we create that keep us separate the more we see them clearly, they dissolve. The self that we keep building, if you stop building it, because there's no foundation under it, it dissolves of itself. And in that dissolving, what is revealed Is the truth of who we are. It isn't some special transcendent reality. (laughs) Although those kinds of experiences are fun, you know? It isn't some hell realm. All of our experience arises and passes away nothing that is impermanent is the truth of who we are, although what arises and passes away is also that truth. There is no ultimate truth separate from the here, the form that we are. There is no separate Buddha fields. This is the Buddha fields. Buddha is talking about. And the way to the Buddha feels is beyond conceptuality, beyond experience. Beyond conceptuality doesn't mean there's something somewhere else, it simply means that words can't explain what it is. It's a mystery. It's called a mystery. Isn't that great? I mean it's the ultimate, you know who done it? It's a mystery. and it's a mystery in the same way that if you taste an orange, you know and somebody's sitting right next to you, there's no way that you're going to explain to the person what the taste is. That's what it means beyond words. The words just can't reach it. That's all. It's not like hidden anywhere. So what are we left with? Zen is a uh, very clean and clear path, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't ask you really to do much, but it asks you to give up everything. Whatever you resist, whatever you grab onto, whatever you think about yourself, Whatever you think about somebody else, wherever you create an identity, I'm not good, I'm great, I'm smart, I'm stupid, I'm awake, the worst problem, I'm not awake. I have doubt. I'm a doubter. I am a clear-seer. Doesn't matter. You will be asked on this path to give up everything. And it turns out to be a great relief because you no longer have to protect it, you don't have to defend it, you don't have to keep recreating it. It's a relief. There is no future. None. If you base your life on the idea that next week I'm going to be okay, next week I'm going to be better, two weeks from tomorrow I'm going to be awake, next year I'll really understand everything. It's too late. Now it's true, and I'm a really good example of it, that this path takes a lifetime Mm -hmm. and beyond. It is not a quick fix. So let me talk about both sides, okay? There is a path. There are things that you can do. It takes a long time for the self to give up. A really long time. In my experience, some people are, fa- a, lot of, a number of people are faster than I am. And nowadays, the teaching is way clearer than when I started out. You know, so there is a sense that things can be hurried along, but actually, according to Suzuki Roshi, it's a a long, slow walk in the midst, in the mist. And then finally, slowly, 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 you're soaked through, (laughs) all wet a slow, steady path. And yet at the very same time as we are walking that path we are already completely awake. The awake mind is simply the mind that knows its experience. And all of you right now right now, (laughs) know that you are having an experience. And you don't have to say, I'm having an experience. It's in that mind that we have faith. We have faith in the mind that already is awake. so when you sit zazen the first thing you have to do is train the mind to be present that in itself is not easy it takes a while it takes a while to convince your own mind that you want to be in this moment it takes some years and in the beginning that's all you have to do and then it will come back of itself. And at that point you have a choice. And this is the hard part. Every time you have a thought, certainly thoughts that create a me, or create separation, or create a drama, Whenever you see that happening, you pull back the belief that that thought is the truth of who you are. Every time. Of course, you won't do it. <laughs> but that but that's, is possible. And with the pulling back of that belief that, that, that identity cannot be created. And as you keep pulling back from each identity, little by little, they drop away. Not immediately, depending on how deep and core that identity is. They they will dissolve. They will drop away. And it goes and goes and goes and deep and deep and more and more subtle. It actually gets more difficult as the deeper you go because it's very insidious. It's not just insidious, it's it's really subtle. And in a way it's good that it's subtle because it's what thinks it's helping you to survive. So it takes a while to root it out. But it's possible. And then, you know, sorry to say it again, but then we're left with just this. Not awake or not awake. You know, not good or bad. No dualities. Dualities are at rest. And there's just life. Being lived itself. Living You, what you think of as you. It's not you. It's life living itself, life waking up to itself. Sometimes it's a good day, sometimes it's not so good. (laughs) You know? It's just life. And yet, Suzuki Roshi said, you know, life. Is magic. It's all the magic we need. I mean, it's ineffable. And, (laughs) you know, so to say just this is it is kind of like not giving it its full due, and yet it's enough. Deeply, deeply, profoundly enough. When I was young and very active in various civil rights things, <clears throat> at the end of that work, what I decided was that that work is totally important to do. My two biggest things now are um, the Dakota Access Pipeline, which I, you know. You know what I'm talking about, the Dakota Access origin The root of it originally went right next to Bismarck, the capital, all white capital. And somebody said, you know, well, we can't do it here because what if it breaks and there's a spill and then all our water is no good? And so what they did with this... this I don't even know how to talk about this. This, this is exactly how we've treated Native Americans. Instead, so what they did was they just rerouted it, right next to the water that is for the Lakota Dakota people. <laughs> How more blatant is that? It's incredible to me. And of course the other thing is the environment, which... And Black Lives Matter. and I mean, there's so many things now that we can be rightfully active about and yet when i was finished with my activity i felt that un- unless there was a fundamental change in the consciousness of human beings that we will always be confronted with one kind of disaster or another one kind of way of making something separate you know And Buddhism is what I found to address that. Because Buddhism is clear. There is nothing excluded. We are all one, dependent on each other, living one life. So what I'm hoping is through the disaster of seeing every other week some other African-American person killed on the news seeing Mr. Trump display his misogyny all over the place. The Dakota Access Pipeline, the disaster of various ecological species, that what we're doing is simply taking off the bandage and looking at the wound that's always been there. It's a good thing that it's being revealed. Finally. This is how we've been treated. This is how we're treating these people. This is how we're treating those people. This is how we're treating the earth. This is how we're now hateful of people who are Muslim. (laughs) We can't continue this way. We won't survive. So what your own deepest, your own yearning, if you listen quietly in your own silence, the deepest part of you wants to wake up to this wholeness that we are. That's why you're here. So I would ask you, in all humility, Please, practice. Do your work. Sit retreats. Sit at home. Come to talks. Do the precepts. Understand the teachings, not just for yourself. For yourself first, and then for everything else. So that we can finally live the truth of what we all are, this one family, this one life, this celebration of presence. It's a really good thing. So the path is, the path is, simple, and very difficult. It takes courage, humor, dedication. But you can do it. You have everything you need. Not one of us is lacking anything. So, let's keep going together. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.